Hello, everyone. Welcome to the sixth episode of DevCast, a podcast in tech development that is proudly organized by Developer Students Club Loyola. My name is Noel from Ateneo de Manila University, and I'll be your host for today. Hello, I'm Dan Mark. I will be providing more questions to know more about our speaker later on. Joining us is Ms. Rhea Alteo Guntalidib, and she will be talking about her experiences as an IT professional specializing in digital accessibility and inclusion. So, hi, Ms. Rhea. Welcome to DevCast. We're so happy to have you here. Hello, I'm so happy to be here as well. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Awesome. Uh, do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Um, yeah, so I'm Rhea Guntalibib. I am 33, but I'm not born blind. So <clears throat> I lost my sight when I was 18. Pero ngayon, yun, totally blind ako. So I am currently working as an IT specialist, yun nga, as mentioned, in the field of digital accessibility. So I work hand-in-hand with web developers, web designers, and I help them ensure that the web is a better place for, for everyone. When I say everyone, that includes persons with disabilities like me. So yeah, um, the work that I do is mostly related with accessibility because I'm also with um, Bookshare. So this is an accessible online library for, for people with print impairment. So yeah. All right. So that was an amazing introduction, honestly. And I'm really, I'm really interested that people would share consciousness that there are there are people that who have disabilities and we need to include them in our technology. Is that right? You think? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, how how are you today? How do you feel about the present situation in our country, given the pandemic? Of course, just like anyone else, especially me, I'm immunocompromised, so lagi ako medyo kabado, but um, chill lang, because yeah, um, basta ingat lang, <laughs> so yeah, medyo nakakabagot, kasi medyo limited lahat ang galaw, but for me, honestly, not to be insensitive, yung pandemic actually medyo pumabor siya sa akin, and in what I'm doing, which is digital accessibility kasi mula nung nagkaroon ng pandemic, I think ito yung naging, naging factor to kung bakit people all over the world mas naging curious at mas naging um, yun, interested sa kung ano ba to, tong digital accessibility and inclusion na to. So, mixed emotions, takot, na-excite, <laughs> so all, all sorts of emotions actually, yeah. Yeah, that's so true honestly like everyone has become inclined to use like uh, their gadgets right. to live out their lives yeah. right so yeah <laughs> so on another wait we're, we're, i think we're getting ahead too too fast so like i really i really want to get to know you first so so, what are the trends you've tried like so far during quarantine? Because personally, I enjoyed like the foods, like ube pandesal. I mean, we've been here for a long time, and there's uh, there's also sushi break. Do you have a particular favorite? <laughs> um, ako actually, this pandemic is the first time that I tried the yeah 
bake sushi. So, medyo bago yun sa akin. And then, ako, since I went home here in the province, nanong nagkaroon ng pandemic, so, na-miss ko yung mga native food namin. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, which province are you from? I'm from, from Nueva Vizcaya. Nuevo Vizcaya. People are... What do they have? <laughs> hindi masyadong familiar ang mga tao dito. So, um, from Metro Manila, next province is from Nueva Ecija. Yeah, oh, between okay. Nueva Ecija and Isabela. So, so what, what foods do you have? Like, uh, paella valenciana? <laughs> <laughs> no, naman. Pero sobrang madami kaming fruits and vegetables dito. The oh, coffee here is good. At masarap din ang buko pa namin dito. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, another thing that we see, we've been following you like in preparation for this podcast mm-hmm. and we noticed that you enjoy writing. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I've read your medium and your <laughs> blog called Words Unlimited. Yeah. yeah. Actually, um, writing is my first love. But I never really got the chance to um, go in siyang career. Um, nagsusulat na rin ako about accessibility pala. But just just this pandemic then. But mostly I write para parang outlet ko siya. Stress reliever ko siya. So, yeah. yeah that, that's amazing. And you write particularly about like poems, mm-hmm. you know, health and yeah. wellness. You know, students students like me can tend to be like too stressed out. So it's really I myself am guilty of being sleep deprived and stress eating a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> me too. What 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 do you think like from your perspective, what advice can you give to these people? Well, a- actually <laughs> no no student pa din ako. Ganyan din ako always. Puya I'm not too um, watchful with what I eat. Parang kain lang ako ng kain ng kahit na ano. Sobra akong stress. But siguro I reached the point na yung, yung body ko told me to, oops, you have to <laughs> slow down. So nagkasakit ako. So there. Doon ko yun, natutunan i-value yung mga very essential things like yan, sleep number one. <laughs> and to avoid stress as, as much as possible. Um, but of course, it's a process. Pag studyante ka, that's perfectly understandable. Mahirap talaga siyang gawin, especially if you're an IT or CS student. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's so interesting. You you talked about uh, your time as a student, mm-hmm. and you also mentioned prior to this podcast that you were born with yeah. sight. So <clears throat> at at seventeen, like, mm-hmm. how did you? How did it happen? How did you adjust or cope with it? Yeah, when I was 17, so I was in second year college, then I was taking up nursing. So it was a very visual course. So since I lost my sight, I have no other choice but syempre, to stop. Kasi hindi na ako pwedeng maging nurse, definitely. Um, <clears throat> and coping up, syempre, it, it's a process. Um, Two long years na na-depress ako. I stayed at home. I stayed away from my friends. Ayokong lumabas. Ayokong makipag-usap sa kahit na kanino. So, it was just me and my family. 
And I think yun, y- yung support ng family ko, that's a major factor kung bakit siguro kinaya ko to. Paano ako nag... Um, kung paano ako nag-cope up, kumbaga. And yeah, it's... <clears throat> kumbaga, everything in my life, I have to relearn things all over again. As simple as kung paano ako magpre-prepare ng food ko, paano ako magtitimpla ng coffee. So, kailangan ko yung aralin all over again. So, it's it's a process, sabi ko nga. Something na inaral ko one day at a time. Hmm. Oh, that's, uh, that's very inspiring, honestly. Like, you'd say the people around you helped you out. Did you, did you have your friends or your family and your family to support you yeah like, okay at first uh, as i mentioned a while ago uh, i'm pushing away my friends but i'm just so blessed because my barkada in high school parang they never gave up on me kahit ayoko silang makita they visit me sa house and then yeah talagang they assured me na nandiyan lang sila then by the time that i was already uh, i was ready na to go out again so nilalabas nila ako, kami-kami lang. So, yeah, my friends, way back in high school, nung nakakakita pa ako, magkakaibigan at magkakabarkada pa rin kami until until now. Mga inaanak ko na yung mga anak nila. So, very solid naman yung friendship that we have. Alright. You really kept just moving forward because... Yeah, yeah. You, you have to go through that adversity. Because there's no other way but to move forward. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, with this, how did you continue learning in school? Um, technology played a major part. So, um, when I was introduced to screen readers, na, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, the screen reading application that people who are totally blind like EUs. So, these are text-to-speech applications. So, sa madaling sabi, they, they make our computers and our mobile phones talk. So, because of this software, um, nakakagamit na ulit ako ng computer. So, that's um, malaking bagay yun kung bakit ako nakabalik sa college, bakit ako nakapag-aral at nakapagtapos ng college. So, yeah. Galing. So, was was there any? Uh, did you have any people teaching you how to use these uh, platforms or? Mm, initially, <clears throat> I've learned. Well, I've heard about it from a special education te- teacher in here in our province. Tapos sabi niya sa akin, there's this computer training daw for the blind in Baguio. Uh, in St. Louis University, so in the Institute of in- Inclusive Education. So, ako naman, that time, parang com- computer training for the blind. So, medyo weird. I could not comprehend kung how would that be possible. So, dun sobrang napiging curiosity ko. So, I attended the training. So, it was a three-week training in Baguio. Very, very basic lang. So, <clears throat> dun sobra akong nabuhayan ng loob kasi na-realize ko, oh, pwede pa naman ulit akong makapag-internet. Pwede pa ulit akong makapag-email. So, naghanap ako ng ibang organizations, ibang centers, and then they they recommended me or 
he referred me to Atrive. Yun na nga yung computer school dyan sa Quezon City. At doon na ako nag uh, doon na ako nag-train ng deeper um, computer training kung kung paano gamitin itong itong software na ginagamit namin. Uh, wow, yeah. that's that's very good. You Yeah, you must have been uh, very smart prior to even learning these things because <laughs> I myself, you know, ha- have a difficulty learning programming languages. <laughs> Even the basic projects, I can't. It's hard to comprehend for me. <laughs> so yeah, you graduated magna cum laude in IT. So, like, would you care to share what what your story was like in in your uh, university? Um, in <clears throat> I I graduated CS actually. <laughs> so yeah. Oh. Um, <clears throat> I didn't expect that. Lang, to graduate a Latin award. Um, siguro number one is um, since hindi ako nakakakita, I think my factor yung lesser yung distractions eh. So it's very easy for me to focus uh, sa klase and of course, since I couldn't see the board, I couldn't see the lesson, um, the lessons, mas attentive ako. And then, Um, since it's a regular school, and then I was the only blind student then, syempre hindi mo maiaalis. I'm hearing comments na parang, oh, she's blind. Bakit dito siya pumasok? Bakit dito siya nag-aral? And then, <clears throat> yeah, mm. may, may situation dati kasi is, kunwari, may exam. So, usually, sinasam- ang, ang nagbabasa ng exam ko for me is the professor, or I have a sighted guide with me na binabasa niya tapos dinidictate ko yung answers ko. So, I hear side comments saying na, oh, syempre, mas mabilis siya natapos kasi two brains are better than one. May mga, may mga remarks na ganun. So, it's more of na-challenge ako to prove myself. So, there's that deep desire in me to prove them wrong. Na... I'm, I'm thankful kasi may professors naman parang nakita yata nila yung struggle kong yun. So, they really gave me the opportunity naman to prove myself. Like, even in my math subjects, like trigo, mga calculus ko, they, lo, lo, sa mga logic math, tinatawag din nila ako to participate sa mga board um, board recitations. So, may kailangang isolve. Then, naririnig ng class na, okay, ako yung nagsasol, dinidictate ko. So, parang slowly, na-earn ko naman yung trust ng classmates ko at ng professors ko. And then, yeah, I I ended <laughs> na natapos ko naman siya with, yun nga, with flying colors. Very, very inspiring. You, you basically shut the haters <laughs> out and just focused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, you know, you have a great background and you know, great insight in today's world. It's very, it's very human mm-hmm. that aspect. Mm-hmm. So our, lis- our listeners will be definitely enjoying this introduction of yours because I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next to our agenda is career. So a lot of us students, even myself, mm-hmm. are scurrying around for internships or work experience. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind us asking, we want to know how you got started with your career after uh, college. Um, <clears throat> I think, um, of course, 
um, I can say naman siguro na uh, I, I've worked hard when I was still at school. So, nakapag-produce naman ako ng credentials na okay. And at the same time, it's a mixture na rin siguro of luck. Kasi, I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, Smart Sweep. So, there's this competition na um, kinakandak ng Smart in different college and universities. And that year, yung nanalo dun sa Sweep is nag-develop sila ng um, mobile phone for the blind. And it, it was in real. Tapos... <clears throat> I have a tito kasi who's working sa Smart dati. Then, si Smart yata, they're looking for a guinea pig na magtetest dun sa braille phone. So, yun lang yun. The, the, the initial purpose lang of Smart reaching out to me was to, yun nga, to test the, the mobile phone for the blind. Hanggang sa nagkakwentuhan kami ni HR, they found out na I was graduating that time. Kasi parang nag-usap kami, it was around um, pagra- uh, a few months before graduation. So, nalaman nila na computer science student ako and was about to graduate. Then, they asked me na, if in case daw ba I'm interested, would I be, yun, would I be open? Explore the possibilities now of joining their company. So that's smart. So why not, diba? Yeah, so why not? They're yeah. Big. So I went. So I went through the the usual hiring process. So in interview ako ni HR, and then siguro what's different sa technical interview ko? It was a parang five hour interview yata. But hindi pa siya sa thesis defense ko nun. So, there were three tech supervisors. There were um, two managers, if I'm not mistaken. And then, the VP was also there. So, ayun. I went through that process and, well, thank God, I passed. <laughs> so, that's how my journey with SMART started. So, when your journey started, you immediately started working for yeah. them, right? So. Mm-hmm. What what were you actually doing? Um, part of the e-load team dati. So, when I was first hired, I was a Java de- developer. So, mm. then after after a year, I think, I was transferred to the database team. <laughs> I yeah. see. So, it was a lot of uh, what you would say like uh, software engineering, yeah. programming? Yep. I see. So, yeah. So you worked a nine-to-five job. So that means you were going go to your office and mm-hmm, back home, yeah. right? So it was a challenge for yes. you. And by MRT. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in your blog post, which I've read, you my why in twenty twenty one. You. you <clears throat> Uh, you transitioned from a sheltered 95 job to become an independent consultant. You worded it like beautifully. So in this excerpt from your quote, I, I quote, I took the path less traveled, walked with fellow visionaries and pushed a digital world that is inclusive for all users. And that includes people with disabilities like me. Mm-hmm. So and end quote. <laughs> 
we'd love to explore this. What is the transition like from corporate to independent consultancy? Um, <clears throat> actually, yung shift na yun was also unexpected. I had to resign from Smart because nagkaroon ako ng major lupus flare before. So, by the way, I, I think I failed to mention that. So, the cause of my blindness is I was diagnosed with lupus. So, it's an autoimmune Ooh. condition. So, ang una niyang sinira is yung mata ko. Then, around 2018, maybe because of too much stress and <laughs> the way I'm living my life before, it's very, very healthy. So, nagkaroon ako ng major, major flare. So, maliban sa nagta-transition ang smart that time, ako din, I had to resign. Because, of course, I have to prioritize my health. Kinailangan kong magpagaling. So, again, um, nag-break ako. Hindi ako nagtrabaho. Kaysa kailangan kong, yan, mag-medicate ulit. And then, when I <clears throat> um, shifted na to access treatment, Uh, now, by the way, naisip kong pumunta sa field ng digital accessibility because when I was working in the corporate world, doon nagsimula yung mga struggles ko with accessibility. Actually, nag-start siya sa, sa mga work tools na ginagamit namin. Naramdaman ko na nalilimitahan yung productivity ko just because Okay, the the tool that we're using at the office hindi siya compatible or hindi siya accessible with the tool that I'm using. Actually, yun yung reason why from being a Java developer, I was transferred to to database. Sa parang less visual yun. And then mm. that time, nagsisimula na ang mga mobile banking, marami ng mga online online stops na din. Then so marami sa mga yon hindi ko sila nagagamit even grab nung time na yon. So, nung medyo nakaka-recover na ako, mas nag-explore ako sa field ng digital accessibility. Of course, at first, hindi siya ganun kadali. Um, the number one <clears throat> difference is, when I was at Smart, of course, yung income ko was fixed. Kampante ako na monthly, meron pwelduhin. When I <clears throat> took the path of digital accessibility, so everything is project-based. Swerte ko kung may project ako. And there are times na, of course, since I'm still starting, hindi ko pa na-build yung, yung portfolio ko. Um, there are times na talagang I'm, I'm offering my services for free. Nagtetest ako for free. Which is, um, I don't, I didn't regret. I don't regret kasi doon ako na dito. So, nag-start ako ng ganon from almost no income until nakahanap na talaga ako ng mga companies na I'm already under contract sa kanila. So, all of them are US-based. Na I'm very happy na all my efforts and hard work, they paid off. Lahat ng mga free services ko, nakita nila yung willingness ko to, to work to render service at talagang mag-contribute sa company. So, ngayon, um, I'm, I'm earning na dito sa accessibility na masasabi kong malayong mas naging stable yung income ko now that I'm doing accessibility work. So, yeah. Oh, okay. That's that's very good. Um, So, you mentioned Grab wasn't like useful for wasn't that 
digitally accessible, right? Yeah, b- before, before, before. So, mga around 2000, siguro 2013, 2014, it, it's not at all accessible. Pero, hindi na naman, past years, past two to three years, better naman na siya as compared before. So, nagagamit ko na siya. Yeah. Okay. How, how would you say it's like accessible? Sorry? How, how would you say it's uh, ah, okay. accessible? So I can now um, book. Kung kunwari, gusto kong pumunta. Dati kasi I couldn't even input yung saan ako, saan yung pick-up point and saan yung destination ko. Dati, the, the edit fields are not at all accessible. So ngayon, mm-hmm. nakakapag-input na ako. The last time I used Grab, ano pa kasi, um, 2000. 19 pa. So, mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, nagagamit ko naman na siya. So, like, yung yung alerts telling me kung ilang minutes pa bago mating yung driver. In fairness naman to Grab, compared to 2013, yung, yung accessibility naman and the, the user experience is much better na ngayon. Alright, so, what what other platforms would you say that are really good examples for digital accessibility? Right now, um, yeah. uh, the mobile app and the web app uh, of BPI. <laughs> that okay. then, pre-pandemic days, the accessibility is um, hindi din siya okay. But I noticed, I don't know if the pandemic has something to do with it, pero ngayon, hindi pa talaga siya perfectly accessible, but at least I can now check my balance. Yung mga um, very, very basic transactions na gagawa ko ngayon in my mobile app. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, I wonder how uh, students that are disabled are able to go through online classes these oh, days. Oh, yeah. No? Parang... Exactly. <laughs> so, actually, that's that's what we do din naman sa Bookshare. Kasi, okay, number one, the problem of <clears throat> accessibility sa, sa mga learning platforms. Yung mga LMS na ginagamit ngayon. The question is, are they accessible? But another bigger concern is that the modules the learning modules, are they accessible? So, yan naman ang ginagawa natin with Bookshare right now. So, we partnered with the Department of Education. Then, we're teaching, um, we're helping teachers to understand or kung paano sila matututong mag-create ng mga modules that are born accessible. So, when I say born accessible, these are modules na the sighted student can use and at the same time the blind student can use it as well so yeah okay that's that's very uh reassuring that you know our blind students don't get left oh, yeah. behind <laughs> yeah especially when our students actually in the news a lot of them wanted to stop oh, yeah. online classes yeah. <laughs> So, mm. so eight Atreve. Mm-hmm. So it's an, a non-profit that provides computer education for the blind, just like, just like what you learned in Baguio, yeah. right? Something yep. like that. So can you tell us about how you started with them and how 
you were able to uh, work with Microsoft mm-hmm. also. Um, I start. I started my journey with Adrive in 2008. This is after I I went to Baguio. So yeah, mm. I was looking for yeah another computer training back then, and they referred Adrive to me. And then Sakto naman that time, my dad um, saw this article in in the newspaper na na feature si Adrive. <clears throat> So, ayun, tumawag kami, inquire kami, we went there, and sakto, there's an upcoming computer training, so nag-enroll ako nung time na yun. And that's how my journey with Atrive started. Yeah, and then with Microsoft naman, so I was active with Atrive um, up until, basta, buong college years ko, but when I started working, Um, I liloed a bit because, of course, yung, yung demand ng corporate job. Mm. So, I had to measure lilo sa participation ko sa mga projects. And then, I think in 2016 or 2015, 2016, they, they, they got this partnership with Microsoft for the Youth Spark project. So, nakipag-tie up ang Microsoft with the Trieve. Um, so that was the time that they reached out to me and asked. They asked me if, like, I can draft a a module for yun nga, um, basic web development or basic web accessibility. And I said yes. So I developed the course. Um, I conducted the trainers training. And then, yeah, after that, dun na yung nagkasakit na ulit ako. So, <laughs> I stopped. It was already 2018 time na yun. So, I stopped until 2020. And just recently, actually last last week lang, na, they invited me to join their general assembly. And then, yeah, they nominated me to be part of the board. And I was selected. So, eto, I, I'm actively working with Atriva again as one of their... Yeah, for the trustees. Of course, from what I hear, you you really delivered value. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh did you work with a big team or a small like a small collective? Like how big is a tree? Really? Ah, hindi naman super big. It's just a small small team lang. Yeah. Mm. But they have a lot of partners. But the core team, kanti lang sila. Yeah. All right. So, so in in the future, like it's really progressing towards uh, digitization. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you're aware of uh, like cryptocurrency. Yeah. Like it's pretty it's pretty yeah. crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like uh, this progression is like happening a bit too fast and leaving leaving out inclus- inclusivity. For all people, regardless of disability, like what do you mm. think? <laughs> um, actually, I-, I don't know if I'm I'm right or ako lang bato. But yun nga sabi ko since the pandemic, parang the digital world became more accessible. There are a lot mm. of um, <clears throat> applications, programs that pre-pandemic. Hindi hindi siya ganun ka okay at ngayon okay mas okay na siya like yung mga online shopping so i i think 
they took it upon themselves naman, the developers, to really um, make the effort na gawin siyang accessible, gawin siyang inclusive, or probably na-realize na rin nila na, you know, when you make your products accessible, you don't just cater naman eh for persons with disabilities. Parang there's this wrong impression kasi dati na, oh, when you say web accessibility, it's just for persons with disabilities. But I think what they fail to realize is if, like, they make their products accessible, pati yung elderly, pati yung mga people who are not so techy, magbe-benefit eh dun sa product na yun. So just imagine yung market that you can get. The elderly, those not so techy plus persons with disabilities so just imagine yung dagdag market that you can you can get the feeling ko naman <laughs> itong mga nakaraang taon especially nung nagsimula yung pandemic um the people in the industry are starting to realize that or na realize na nila especially in in the US in Europe in Canada and hopefully tayo dito sa Pilipinas sumunod na din if if I may just share, before I hopped in in this call, I was in a meeting with Atreve and DICT, and I'm very very happy because finally, mukang DICT is taking accessibility seriously na talaga this time. So oh, what's a DICT? Department of Information and Communications Technology. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the government is finally taking steps to actually push digital accessibility here in the country. So, hopefully, hopefully, it would materialize. Wow, that's that's nice mm-hmm. to hear, especially, you know, the we, all we hear is bad news and uh, <laughs> it's, there's some progress happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you, are you, uh, do you frequent Shopee and stuff? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Okay. Not me, but yeah, I've been, I've tried to explore the interface of Shopee, Lazada. Laz- Lazada, in fairness, they also improve because I hear other blind friends who are actively using Lazada and Shopee. And they've been sharing positive feedbacks lately. So I, I think <laughs> nag improve na din. Okay. Yeah. It's very mm-hmm. good. So uh, in our school, we have a lot of people who begin startups like students mm-hmm. yeah so what did you uh, say to them about uh, digital accessibility and in, in incorporating it in their design actually you know what I, I know some people from Ateneo um, from the UX society because they very pre-pandemic days they were involved na din into inclusive design. So, what I can say is, sana, mas, yeah, mas magtuloy-tuloy yung ganun, that more students would be more um, aware of concepts like inclusive design, digital accessibility, and I think it's very important that those um, knowledge kasi would be imparted sa school pa lang. Uh, para yung foundation kumbaga ma-build while the you know tayo mga mga future IT professionals ma-build na yung foundation na yon sa school pa lang. So yeah, that that's my take naman when it comes to that. All right. So so it's really about 
like be, be becoming conscious of your user experience yeah no? not just user experience you're uh, an accessible user experience arang ganon <laughs> yeah right um wait can we get uh Dan Mark because on sorry because uh we're we're almost finished honestly see <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's have questions. Have you worked with other um, people or organizations with other disabilities, and have do they have the same experiences for the blind? So, for example, for those who cannot um, use their hands or limited lang yung for hearing, for example, do they have similar experiences? Hmm. Um, not yet, pa talaga, but that's. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's something that Atriv is trying to work on. So we're um, we're trying to put up a, ito, we're establishing a part NCBA, the National Council for Disability Affairs, para we can you know we can have projects na hindi lang puro blind. So we could also um, mingle with other other persons with different disabilities. Okay. Um since you've cited some of the I know um some like Grab and you, from your friends Lazada as accessible. Mm-hmm. Arang, when you started trying mm-hmm. out um in the technology or at least accessing websites or software, what is the most accessible that you can think of? Um I think it was ano talaga Google yung yung Gmail yon that's very very accessible oh. and then parang I remember in 2008 Facebook was already accessible na din back then so yon and um since you work with mm-hmm. big tech companies especially with Microsoft parang is is it their first time handling um sample um having to handle um users with you know with blindness and how did it feel like working on a very niche um user actually base? with microsoft um kilala sila eh for you know being so inclusive siguro tayo dito sa philippines were just a little bit delayed yun so working in this industry of course it's it's difficult Because especially here, if you mention digital accessibility to companies right now, parang they won't give much attention to it. Probably because they're not yet familiar. They don't see the value yet. So the the, the challenge is there on how you would convince your product managers na please please integrate inclusive design or please integrate accessibility. Kasi, okay, this would add value. So, parang andun pa, andun pa yung challenge on, you know, how to make them realize the value of being inclusive. Kasi, um, sometimes when making inclusive design, tumatagal rin yung project development at times, di ba? Because you need to consider these I users then. I think, nagiging matagal siya if you don't integrate inclusive design right from the start. Like if you just inject it in the remediation process, yeah, this is what I usually say to <clears throat> UX designers. Like uh, as early as in the user research phase, try to add persons with disabilities as your personas. Because from from what I noticed, 
sa UX research, um, mapapansin mo, kadalasan, persons with disabilities are, you know, are not included sa, sa research nila. So, um, if sa, sa very early stages pa lang ng, yun, ng development, included na yung mga PWD, um, so as you design and as you develop your your, your website or your product, hindi siya magiging ganun ka-difficult to, to fix kasi actually, you don't have to fix anything to begin with if you started to develop it right from the start na accessible na siya. So, parang ganun. Mm, okay. So, I guess I'm drawing this yeah. back to Noel na. So, so with that, we can, I think we can conclude the episode. So, we heard a lot from Ms. Rhea who really inspired us towards a more inclusive digital world. I bet we have a lot of aspiring developers, tech engineers, web designers, and passionate students among our listeners. Ms. Rhea, do you have any final messages for our listeners before we go? Um, just be open-minded. <laughs> just always, always inclusive. I guess that's just it. Yeah. Yeah, just be open-minded. Always uh, include people from all mm-hmm. experiences, yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Okay, that's a wrap for this episode of DevCast. Thank you to Miss Rhea and to you, our listeners, for joining us here today. We'd love for you to stay tuned for our future episodes. So don't forget to visit us at devcast.dscadbu.org. We're also available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and soon on YouTube. Thanks for joining us today and see you in the next episode of DevCast.